Hello and welcome to the Interactive's Social Media Roundup for the 10th of March 2020. Unfortunately, my trusty sidekick Fergus has joined the dark side and is over with Hackney Post this week, so it's just me, I'm afraid. We've got some interesting news for you on today's show. First up, the virus that is dominating all the headlines, of course, coronavirus. But how is it increasing the keyboard block list and what effect is that having on uh, businesses? We'll be finding out. We're also going to be looking at Apple's new push notifications and how it may be increasing user loyalty in apps. And finally, how Instagram influencers are starting to put their own placeholders before and after sponsored posts, like an ad break on TV, in a bid to increase the transparency on the social media site. That's all coming up for you on today's show. Last month, the term coronavirus became the second most common word on block lists for new publishers, up from the eighth most common in January, according to Integral Ad Science data. And of course, I don't think it takes much to realise that the number one most common word was Trump, unfortunately. Across the web, coronavirus was the third most common block list entry in February, after not even ranking the top 10 in January. And the data showed that... um, YouTube announced last month that it would demonetize coronavirus videos until further notice. And it seemed like the pace of the blocking has also increased, with more advertisers adding the word to their lists and the volume of content about the outbreak as the volume grows. A second brand safety service, Double Verify, found that the volume of content blocked because it was associated with the coronavirus had increased 80% in the past week, with most of the content blocked because it contained either the terms coronavirus or COVID-19. Fun fact, if you replace COVID-19 with come on Eileen, it works. Sorry, just had to say that. But as interest in the coronavirus has surged globally, publishers have launched loads more pop-up products focused on the disease, including newsletters, podcasts, live blogs, and even a text messaging service explaining that if you have or think you have the disease, you should go in and get checked. But publishers and brands have moaned about the imperfect nature of keyboard block lists, but alternatives like sentiment analysis are not widely used, and the tools that offer it require a lot of raw material to train software to identify the differences, which they just don't have the time for. Apparently, according to Daniel Avital, the chief strategy officer of Check, a brand safety tool, it would take up up to a week for software to learn how to distinguish between objectable stories and easy stories. And in the case of coronavirus, uh, Avital said that his colleagues trained Czech software using content written in China and Japan, beginning with the content that was not actually about the virus. Some interesting things to be thinking about, along with the mass outbreak. (music) 
Moving on to Apple, who have announced that they have updated their App Store guidelines to allow app publishers to send ads and promotions and push notifications to the users who have opted in to receive them. This was first reported by TechBlog 9to5Mac, and they explain that the new guidelines state that developers need to provide the users the ability to opt out from receiving marketing notifications. The strict nature of Apple's wider privacy-focused policies will most likely prevent push notifications from becoming a massive new revenue stream. But mobile marketing experts are hopeful the changes could help improve user loyalty within apps. But they also warn that a sharp uptick in notifications could result in users uninstalling apps. Push notifications have higher open rates than email, but until now, push notifications have largely represented an unexploited opportunity for consumer engagement, according to Rafe Blanford, the Chief Product Officer at Digitas UK. The policy change will perhaps, he says, allow a more direct link to revenue-driving journeys, and so he expects it to increase app-link revenue for apps that have transactional elements. Still, according to Gillian Bell, um, a marketing commu- who works at the marketing communications agency Wake the Bear, app owners should be aware of death by notification. We've all been privy to that, I'm sure. Finally, we come on to the Instagram influencers who are starting to put their own placeholders before and after their sponsored posts, similar to an ad break on TV. This comes in the wake of well-known interior design influencer Medina Grillo, who shared an Instagram story with the and she placed before and after the title ad break to let her followers know that what they're about to watch was funded for her content. The TV star ad break is her own attempt to be more transparent about how she makes money to her followers that's not reliant on several different labels that could potentially clutter her posts and take away from the reason that she's an interior designer and the reason why she is an influencer. Last year, the Advertising Standards Authority in the UK banned an ad posted by influencer and old Love Island star Olivia Buckland for not being clearly signposted. And Gemma Glover, an influencer strategist at Engine Creative, said that she had asked influencers if their engagement lowers during the ads. And they said it hasn't. If anything, it increases, as their followers can sometimes be more engaged and also they are prepared that it's paid for content. So basically, as long as the users know that what they're consuming is paid for and not organic content, the issue is not there. It's when the influencer does not state that the content is paid for, which... It's pretty obvious, I won't lie. That's your daily roundup for today, folks. Hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to check out all the new and exciting content on the Interactives website. For example, we have um, a new interview by Nimra with Channel 4's multimedia producer, Zara Warsem, and she discusses how she dealt with the 2019 climate change debate and also what a typical day in the office is for the producer. And as always, don't forget to follow us on our social medias. As Fergus mentioned on the last podcast, we are literally everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn and Pinterest so there really is no excuse to miss out on the new data news coming through 
As I said, that's all for today, but don't worry, you will be hearing from us very soon. And if you have any suggestions for our website, please don't hesitate to leave a comment. Cheers and goodbye. Thank you.